Monica Dulcio, and welcome to the podcast, Here's What I Think, a weekly podcast that covers news, politics, pop culture, updates on my life, and new recommendations regarding music, television, film, and podcasts that I think you guys should also listen to. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your support. If you'd like to know how you can support me even more, please become a patron on my Patreon page. The link will be in the description of the podcast. Your support means the world to me. I really hope that you enjoy listening to this podcast. Thank you all so much for your support once again, and stay blessed. guys welcome back to here's what i think i am your one and only host monica dulcio and um i really just want to get into the news you know i'm thinking of doing different things with this podcast and usually you know i do like favorite people and then i have um here for it not here for it and then Usually, you know, I do different segments for this podcast, but I don't feel like doing that anymore, kind of. Like, I like doing it, I like the idea of it, but I'm just kind of over it now, so we're just gonna get into this. So, there is one story, we're just gonna like, we're just gonna like get into the stories, we're just gonna dive in, feet first, let's like get into it, let's go, you know? So, there is one story I saw on um, Twitter that I thought was really interesting. And a 25-year-old man was was arrested on a felony terrorism charge after he was accused of panicking shoppers by donning on a mask and toting a replica AK-47 assault rifle through a Las Vegas mall, police said on Friday, I believe. And police were wearing tactical gear, evacuated hundreds of people, and used dogs to search the boulevard, the boulevard mall after witnesses reported seeing a masked man walking with a weapon at 7 p.m. Thursday through the center court of a 140-store shopping center, according to department and witness accounts. Now, the man was identified as Emil Darren Hobson, and he was arrested at his apartment um, before midnight. So he's being held without bail pending an initial court appearance during which he is expected to have a lawyer appointed for his defense on a charge committing an act of terrorism. He could face decades in state prison if convicted. Now I saw this um, article and I thought it was kind of stupid because I find it annoying when people do these things you know like I don't understand why people need guns in public or why you would feel the need to like carry a fake gun even into a public place like I don't know what the your intent is I don't know what you're planning to like get from that but I think it's just stupid it's ridiculous and 
I would, I would have, to, I mean, I would say, you know, he shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have brought that gun into the, um, in the, the mall, into the mall. But then again, there was that white girl who brought that gun to her own at graduation. And that was like an actual AK-47, I believe. And then that girl said that she was facing racism from that. And obviously the girl isn't facing racism on account of that. She is able to bring that gun to her graduation. And no one will think she's going to hurt anyone because no one sees her as a threat. No one sees her as like someone who will hurt people someone who is a mass killer you know and that guy with the mask you know he was seen as a mass killer and obviously with the mask they probably can tell if he was black or not but they might have been able to tell and probably if it was a white guy who was carrying around a fake gun he probably wouldn't have been um he probably wouldn't have been like arrested on um, charges of terrorism but this girl brought an actual like gun to a high school to like a graduation and there have been like like at Mount Zion High School there was a shooting at graduation I believe and then just recently recently in Santa Fe there was a shooting as well so it would make more sense to be worried about a white girl carrying a gun into a school than someone who is wearing a fake mask carrying a fake gun into this into like a mall you know they're both like stupid circumstances and they both should face consequences but they don't both face consequences you know the girl was kind of like heralded for like how like brave she is standing up for a second amendment but you know honestly that white girl looks stupid because there's no reason for you to bring your ak-47 to a high to a graduation it just makes you look extra and it makes you look ridiculous and you feel like you're sticking it to the libs but honestly like something bad could have happened with her bringing the AK-47 to that school and it sucks because this guy was arrested on terrorism charges without hurting anyone and he was carrying around a fake gun but Dylan Roof like actually killed like nine people in a church and he wasn't convicted on terrorism you know there are many like like many high school shooters and many like there are many like shooters like people who commit mass shootings who kill like loads of people you know in a small amount of times and they're not convicted of terrorism but this one guy with a mask and a fake gun was convicted of terrorism and it's just this ugly double standard that is super annoying and frustrating and i hate it you know it's just something i really hate about this country right now so yeah, I just wanted to bring that story up. Let's just move on to the next one. This one, this story comes out of Lenexa, Kansas. And when I first read it, I thought it was really weird. But then I was like, oh no, not this again. So this story comes out of Lenexa, Kansas. And this 10 year old boy says that his teacher told him he'll only have himself to blame when you turn 16 and the police shoot you and i don't think that i don't think that the teacher knew that the little boy's father done died by the enhanced by the hands of gun violence but um malachi pearson was playing with his friend in a lunch line at rose hill elementary school in lenexa kansas when a teacher came over to discipline the kids 
uh, he told like his local he told the local news station me and my friends were playing and then she like pushed us away we weren't fighting we were just playing and laughing during the interaction Pierce said the un the unidentified teacher said something he'll never forget and she told me when you turn 16 the police shoot you and the only person you could be mad at is yourself the comment made Pearson emotional because his father was killed when he was seven months old. Mahogany Foster, Pearson's mom, believes the school is more concerned about its image than Pearson's feelings. The, pol the principal does doesn't offer me any kind of type of comfort. Comfort. He doesn't say I'm going to get someone here to counsel Malachi to let him know that everything she says is a lie. I think they're trying to sweep this under the rug. Foster says that the school's District's superintendent called her two days after the incident and told her the teacher was has been suspended. District spokesperson Shauna Samuels did not confirm or deny the suspension. Our investigation is complete. It is a personnel matter, and by federal law, we cannot discuss any disciplinary act decisions taken against a teacher or employee. Foster pulled her son out of Rose Hill and enrolled him in another school, but her trust of the education system is shattered. The teacher needs to apologize to him. It made me scared to send him to any school. Now I'm really focused on homeschooling. So, I hate this. Like, I hate this so much. First of all, who has the audacity to go to a 10-year-old child and tell them they're going to die by the hands of the police? That's a horrible thing to say. And obviously, the teacher didn't know that his father died by the hands of gun violence. But that doesn't matter. You shouldn't say that to a child nonetheless. You shouldn't tell a, chill, a, like a black little boy that he is going to die when he's 16 because that's a very true reality for young black men. It's a very true reality that they face all the time because on national television there are videos of black men being shot and killed by the police or they die in their own communities because of gun violence and that is something that is very tragic and very very real and for you to say that like so flippantly to you to just say that like right off the top of your head for you to just say that to a child as a way to stop them from just like playing around and being a kid that's rude that's disgusting that's disrespectful and honestly that person should be like fired and also the person should have apologized to the little boy because the little boy doesn't deserve to be talked to like that. He's a kid. If you're just joking around with his kids and playing around with his kids, it doesn't mean you pull him aside and say something so terrible to him like that that could haunt him for his life. You don't think the kid was already like like probably worried about dying by the hands of guns you don't think that kid is already like concerned for his own life and concerned for what's going to happen to him when he's older do you think that kid does already know about police brutality for you just flippantly say that that kid is going to die with by someone shooting them and killing them just to like keep them in line that is so rude and that is so gross and obviously you're a terrible person to say that to a child like i don't know what's wrong with these people and also Malachi does deserve counseling like the mom is right to hope that the school would provide someone to counsel Malachi and tell him that what the teacher said isn't true and what the teacher said doesn't matter because you know what happens you know like obviously the teacher said this to the little boy because he's a black young boy and the teacher just assumed because he's a black kid he's just going to die 
by gun violence because maybe the teacher assumed that he's not going to he's going to like be in a gang or that he's going to get in trouble by police and also the teacher said you'll only have yourself to blame as if people who die like because of guns like people who would die because they were shot people who died because the police shot them like as if this their fault it's not their fault it's the person who's holding the gun the person who killed them that's their fault like the person who dies it's not their fault that they died the person who killed that person the murderer it's the murderer's fault it's the shooter's fault it's the killer's fault that this person has died but people are so quick to be like oh well if that kid had been acting out of line or if that kid had stayed at school or that kid had done drugs maybe he wouldn't have died maybe he would have been shot maybe he would have been able to like live a long life and that's not true there are many kids who die by police violence and by gun violence who are good kids who stay in line who do what they're supposed to do and they are respectable and they still get shot they still get killed they still die you know it's not the victim's fault if they die but people are so quick to point figures fingers that they don't think about that and this teacher obviously has some disgusting racial bias in her that she would well i don't know if it's a she or a he but the teacher they just it's just a terrible thing to say to a 10 year old kid and you know i know that the teacher was suspended but honestly i don't think they could that i don't think they should be a teacher anymore because if you're telling little kids that they're gonna be murdered and it's gonna be their fault when they're murdered then you shouldn't be around kids because obviously there's something wrong with you you're a terrible person you need to you need to focus on yourself honestly and I really do hope that Malachi like gets counseling and talks to someone because to have that happen to you when you're so young, that's that's not okay. Moving on. Um, I kinda wanted to talk about this these stories I have in front of me. Um, I wanna talk about patient prejudice. Where you guys have probably like seen these articles on Twitter, like you probably like seen these tweets, you know, and um, hold on, yeah, you guys have seen these tweets, but I saw recently, I recently saw this story where a stabbed teenager refused to be treated by a black doctor and the teenager said you can't clean it you're dirty and the teenager's name is Zena Edwards um she is from a country that I cannot pronounce and she spat at police officers and did not know who stabbed her in the back which is very sad like no one deserves to be stabbed in the back you know but she was taken to the hospital with a stab wound to her back and refused treat, refused to be treated by a doctor because he was black. When the doctor tried to clean the wound, Zena shouted, you can't clean it, you're dirty yourself. And she spat at officers who raided a flat while, where she was sleeping in Ryle, I believe, on May 6. When they noticed her stab wound, she was taken to A&E Glen Clyde Hospital in Denbyshire. Now, a um, magistrate's court district judge, Jin Jones, 
told the 18-year-old a doctor working in hospital should not have to be subjected to such appalling behavior. Edwards pleaded guilty to a racially aggravated public order offense, two charges of assaulting police officers in one of possessing a small amount of cocaine. Dang, girl. Um, she had she had stabbed him to her back and having clearly been drinking became abusive when the officers stopped her going for a drink of water. As they tried to put handcuffs on her, she spat in the faces of both of them and threatened to headbutt them. Dang, wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> she then made the racist remarks to the doctor who tried to tend to her wound. Andy Hutchinson, defending um, Edwards, said that she had been at a party and had somehow been stabbed in the back, although she did not know because she was under the influence of alcohol and drugs. Wow, nobody knew until she sustained her wound. And um, the, you know, the defending lawyer for Edwards um, said that she wished to apologize to the doctors and others present. <laughs> um, the lawyer says she's not a racist, but it was a poor choice of words. The district judge said an immediate custodial sentence was justified as spitting in the officer's face was an extremely unpleasant act. Edwards was given a 12-month community punishment in order to carry out 200 hours of unpaid work. She was also fined um, 35 pa two, 250 pounds, must pay the doctor and police officers 150 pounds each in competition as well as 85 pounds in costs and 85 pounds surcharge. I saw uh, I saw this on Twitter and I was like, "Wow, girl, this is a mess. This whole story is like a whole like it's a roller coaster ride." Okay? And it's I find it annoying when people defend those who say racist things by saying that they're not racist. It was just a poor choice of words. And that poor those poor choices of, the poor choice of words sounded very very racist. Like, I don't know anyone who calls black people dirty. Like, that's something that slave masters told their slaves. Like, that's not something you just say off the flip of your tongue. That is racial hatred. And that's really disgusting and gross that you would say that to someone. And, of course, there are other people. There are other, there have been other, like, doctors that have come forward talking about um, how they have been kind of like they've been they like how their patients have been pretty like rude to them basically and there is this one doctor her name is Esther Cho and she is an Asian American emergency room physician who has practiced medicine for over a decade and she said a few times a year, a patient will refuse to let her treat them solely because of her race. And she works in Oregon and she shared her experience dealing with racist patients. She's really shown her care in a viral Twitter thread. And you know, she went on CNN to talk about this. And she says, um, they invariably pick the intern as long as they are white or they leave. Which is really, really stupid 
Because why would you deny care from a doctor just because they're not a white person? That doesn't make sense. And honestly, that doesn't hurt the doctor. It hurts you because you're the one in the hospital. You're the one that needs treatment. You're the one who needs care. You're the patient. And yet when someone comes to help you and to treat you, you do not want them to treat you because they're not white. That doesn't make any sense. That logic is completely ridiculous and stupid. And for you to hold on to like this racial hatred that you have, it's ugly. It's just wrong. And I don't understand white supremacists sometimes. Like, of course, the girl who got stabbed, she's probably not white supremacist. She's probably just like some stupid girl who said something really racist because she was really drunk and probably high on cocaine. I mean, she must have been high on cocaine because she didn't realize that she was stabbed. Like, when you get stabbed, you you notice, you know. But um, for someone to just, like, refuse care from a doctor because they are not white, it's dumb, you know? And honestly, I would just say, oh, let them die, (laughs) but that's rude. You can just let people die because they're racist, you know? Like, what if like your son is super sick and there's a doctor who could totally help him, but the doctor is a black woman? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to say, no, I don't want this black woman to treat my son because she's black. That's ridiculous your son might die or your son will get sicker and then it will be your fault because you could let go of your racial racist racial bias for like a couple of weeks to let your son be treated and to get better you know it's gross and disgusting and you know this is probably something like i don't know about because you know i'm not a doctor i'm not a physician but I have a study in front of me where a wide-ranging survey of more than 800 U.S. physicians contacted by WebMD and MedSpace in collaboration with STAT found that 59% have heard offensive remarks about a personal characteristic in the past five years, chiefly about the doctor's youthfulness, gender, age, and ethnicity. As a result, 47% had a patient request a different doctor or asked to be referred to a clinician other than the one the physician selected. This, okay. And obviously, like, you know, um, this happens to African-American doctors, Asian-American physicians. It can also happen to like female doctors who are sexually harassed by patients. And I find this so gross and disgusting. And I hate this because imagine having to go through like undergrad, uh, like graduate school, doctorate, having to do your residency, having to do all this work, having to learn all this medicine, do all the studying and work so hard to get to the point of your career where you're like a surgeon, you're a physician, you know, you're a doctor, you know, and when you go to treat the patient, they just brush you off or they do not want you to treat them because of their prejudice. And it's really gross. Like, to be a black doctor and to work so hard 
only to be called racial epithets by some white guy who needs open heart surgery. He's like, no, I want a white doctor to do my open heart surgery, not this black doctor. Like, that's very rude and obviously disturbing. And I would hate to go through that because I probably would like... <laughs> I probably would like slap the patient in the face like do you know who I am I went to Harvard how dare you do this to me like I'd probably be that doctor who would like flip off on a patient because you know I'm the one with a degree you're not I'm the one who can help you you're the one with like the clog artery so shut up and let me treat you like I'd probably be that doctor but <laughs> obviously that won't help anyone and if you guys want to read more about this I will leave a link in the description I have um I have a couple articles that you guys could definitely like check out. Um, I have another instance of a black nurse and um, a father wouldn't allow any African-American nurses to care for his newborn. So one of the nurses sued a Michigan hospital where that happened. Because, and I think, I love this. I love this story because of course, yes, sue the hospital. Because why would the hospital allow the father to say something so rude to the hospital's nurses, you know? the Obviously, this black nurse, she was in the right state of mind suing, you know, the medical center. But um, I'll leave the um, article for you guys in the description. Please be sure to read it. It's really great. I have another article that has like all these stats and statistics about it so you know definitely like give it a read give it like you know a little like screen little scan in or whatever and um let us continue on now i do want to talk about um i want to talk about the interview with the arrested development cast around Jeffrey Tambor and if you don't know who Jeffrey Tambor is that's perfectly fine uh, but he um, Jeffrey Tambor he's a comedic actor I believe and and um, basically he was on Amazon's show Transparent where I think he won like an Emmy or like a Golden Globe or something for that and um, he is also on the show Arrested Development and um, I don't remember when exactly but there were um, allegations against Jeffrey Tambor um, basically, there are harassment allegations against Je against Jeffrey Tambor that had got him fired from the show Transparent, but he was he wasn't fired from Arrested Development. I think when the allegations came to light, they just finished wrapping up season five Arrested De Arrested Development, and I believe that's like currently on Netflix right now. But um. Basically, the Arrested Development cast, they sat down for a Q&A with the New York Times. And Jessica Walter, um, in the past, had shared a, you know, a story. She had shared experience where Jeffrey was verbally abusive to her on set. And I think what had happened, well, at least what I believe, is that during this Q&A, um, 
the you know the conversation it eventually like they start talking about you know Jeffrey's Jeffrey Tambor's behavior on the set of Arrested Development and they're talking about the incident on set where Tambor yelled at Jessica Walter and the annoying thing about this um, whole Q&A was that the men on in like in the cast were just so flippantly just like brushing it off like they were just like moving past it you know and um during the q a jeffrey Tambor is there by the way he's like being questioned as well and um the interviewer asked says i have to address the elephant in the room which is the allegations against the transparent set the Arrested Development cast has been publicly supportive. Jeffrey, is there another season? Do you expect to be part of it? And Tambor said, I surely hope so. And Bateman said, well, I wouldn't, I won't do it without you. I can tell you that. And I hate that. That's so gross. First of all, this is, this is my first problem. Okay. I know that when you work with somebody you know, you see one side of them, you see like they're a friend, they're a castmate, you know, they're a colleague, you support them, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. But the annoying thing about Hollywood that I find is that whenever a man is accused of sexual assault or harassment, there are the other men who are so quick to be like, oh, he's a good guy, he's my friend, I'll still work with him or whatever. Like, I don't care how you feel about your friend, I don't care how you feel about your colleague, you would rather hold on to like this buddy you have than seeing then understanding the fact that they are flawed understanding the fact that they are um an abuser understanding the fact that they have done something terrible to someone else and you don't want to come to like you don't want to confront that you don't want to talk about it you want to brush past it because you are more comfortable having your buddy on set and just ignoring the allegations because if you have to like confront the allegations then you may lose your friend and honestly like screw that that is such that is one thing i hate so much because you read you like um you read the q a and everything and jessica she's breaking down crying you know forgiving um tambor and i believe it's alaya Shawat, I think that's what her name is. I am not like positive. Um, yeah, I think it's it's Shawcat. Yeah, Miss Shawcat. Yeah, I think it's. Wait, and your first name. This article is so long. But you know, there is um, Jessica Walter who yeah it's Alea I believe it's I think that's how you say her name Alea or Alaya Alea Shawcat she speaks up like twice throughout the conversation and this whole Q&A it is a representation of the conversation of sexual assault because men love to speak up and brush everything off and sweep everything under the rug and act like everything is fine nothing's wrong and then whenever a woman tries to speak up or say something like miss shaw cat she says but that doesn't mean it's acceptable 
And the point is that things are changing and people need to respect each other differently. And then she's talked over by the men. And that's what I hate so much because so many times men are producers. They're executive producers. They're directors. They're the writers. They're the cast members who get paid more than the women. So whenever the women try to talk or speak up or share their stories, they're not heard. They're being drowned out by the voices of the men and they're being ignored and they're just being walked over and it's gross and I hate it, you know? And it shows like this, like this interview, it shows basically like what I think the dynamic on set is. Of course, like I'm not part of the Arrested Development cast. I don't know any of these people at all, but if you are so comfortable to just try and brush off and not talk about serious allegations against your co-star and speak over the women on the cast. That means you don't care about their voices, you don't care what they have to say, and you don't care about the women who have been hurt by your co-star. The only thing you care about is your bottom line, the money, and the show, and your friend. And you want to protect his reputation, even though he has done something horrible and gross, and there are serious allegations against him. And you don't want to confront that, you don't want to come on with that. And I know that Jason Bateman apologized apologize or whatever and I don't care about his apology no one cares about your apology okay you shouldn't have been defending your friend to like the death during the Q&A right that made you look ugly that was a poor light shown on you okay you did that to protect the cast and his reputation and you know what screw his reputation screw all of that bs all right trash all right I'm over it it's gross and it's disgusting <laughs> Sorry. I breathed in too hard of my nose and I started choking. That's all I have to say on the whole Arrested Development interview, Q&A conversation, whatever. Now, let's move on to whatever the heck is going on with the NFL. Because I think that y'all are losing your minds over there. So, in case you do not know, apparently the NFL has decided to start fining players who decide to kneel during the national anthem. And they're not, I don't think they're fining the players, I think they're fining um, the teams, basically. And I think it was announced. It was announced yesterday. It was announced May twenty third. Um, the new rule in the new ruling, players who come into the field are required to stand for the national anthem, or the team will be assessed a fifteen yard penalty. However, players and personnel who choose not to stand for this anthem can remain in the locker room until the anthem is performed. Now, obviously, the NFL, they did this policy because, you know, the Dorito-in-Chief called um, NFL players who kneel sons of bitches. And this new policy is to show the anthem and the flag appropriate respect. Teams can be fined for not adhering, will allow players to stay in the locker room for the anthem. Teams set their own rules under conduct detrimental. And the statement 
comes from the NFL commissioner Roger Goodell Goodell and this whole this policy is so stupid first of all y'all got so mad at Colin Kaepernick for just kneeling during the anthem and the reason why he was kneeling because police brutality and the mistreatment of people of color in America and everyone was uncomfortable and everyone hated it and everyone yelled at him so then so now this guy doesn't play football anymore you know and I believe his teammate was also fined as well and I know that the jet owner the jets owner said he would pay for like any fines if like any of his players decide to kneel or whatever but this policy is so extra it is so stupid and you know at first um Colin Kaepernick he was kneeling for police brutality and then people started kneeling in um like in protest of the Dorito in chief you know in like protest against the Dorito in chief and you know the NFL obviously they don't like that they're not okay with that and the NFL makes a lot of money and every time the Dorito chief says he hates something the stock goes down or like that company loses money or that franchise loses money because guess what the Dorito in chief is unfortunately and disgustingly and unfairly and unjustly the president of the United States and whatever someone of that power and someone from that seat of office says something detrimental about a franchise or a company it hurts them in their pockets and the NFL knows that mainly white people watch football games and white people who don't want to see a black man kneeling and it's even more frustrating to the point where like we talk about protests and we talk about how we speak against police brutality because they don't want you to riot they don't want you to march in the street they don't want you to kneel so what can we do how is it how come that white girl with the ak-47 can go to her high school graduation with an actual real life gun but colin kaepernick can't get on his knees and protest you know that white girl she was doing it in the name of the second amendment and Colin Kaepernick is kneeling because of his First Amendment right to, like, protest. You know, do certain amendments only matter to certain people? Do they only protect certain statements? Because there are plenty of people online and on television who say derogatory harmful things about people of color and poor people and women and lgbtq people and if we try to call them out on that it's like oh it's their first amendment right if you allow me to say this you don't um believe in the first amendment you don't allow you don't want me to exercise my first amendment right but colin kaepernick wants to get down on his knees to say that police brutality sucks and suddenly everybody's upset everyone's in a hissy fit everyone's mad you know and now the commissioner has put out this policy where he's literally punishing his players if they choose to protest on his field during his time this is ridiculous this is stupid this is gross this is wrong you know you care so much more about your money than 
starting a meaningful conversation about an issue in America that affects many people every freaking day. Like literally, literally the same day the policy was enacted, Milwaukee police released a video of an NBA player being arrested. Okay. He was... It was the Milwaukee Bucks rookie Sterling Brown and the video was a January arrest and honestly I didn't watch the video really but I didn't watch the whole thing I watched some of it and it's gross and it's wrong and it's very terrible and it makes me upset and it pisses me off because majority of the NFL like majority of NFL players are black men you know, and there have been black NFL players who have had problems with the police. And the NFL has problems with people protesting police brutality in a peaceful way. But y'all have no problem with having people in your league who are like sexual predators, who are like, who like beat their wives and like rape people and who are like murderers. Like, there are plenty of people in the NFL who've done awful, terrible things where they should be in jail for the terrible things they've done. And Colin Kaepernick simply wants to say that police brutality is wrong and African Americans and other minorities face these, this around the country and we should do something about it. Like Colin Kaepernick wants to bring attention to that and suddenly everyone's upset, everyone's angry, and y'all are just so quick to give him the boot. It's ridiculous, it is stupid, and the double standard, the audacity, is... The audacity, honestly, it's ridiculous. So, uh, screw the NFL. I never liked sports anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Moving on, I, next, next, want to talk about Morgan Freeman, and I don't want to touch on this for too long, but, um, I do want to say, when Morgan Freeman's name popped up on Twitter, I thought he had died, and I was sad, and then I see that he that these allegations against him were being made and it was like of course it was being made because everyone is trash you can't like anybody in Hollywood everyone is ruined everyone's cancelled no one's a good person all of you keep screwing up and messing things up and now I can't watch any of my movies because every single person in Hollywood has done something really stupid or really awful and um you know there are people online who were basically like saying like oh they're trying to take away our black actors you know they're trying to like sully his name or whatever and no one's trying to sully anyone's name you know there are so many people who are quick to dismiss sexual harassment allegations against black men because they feel like they make they feel like hollywood or women in hollywood make up fake allegations against black men to ruin the reputation and to take away your idols and what you need to understand is people are flawed people do terrible things people do things that are wrong 
And you don't know everything that you think you know. You don't know these actors that you've watched your whole life, that you look up to, that you admire. You don't know their life. You do not know their story. You do not know who they truly are. Because these women who have come forward with their stories, they've worked with these men. They, um, they obviously have dealt with this firsthand. And obviously, if they dealt with this, if this is what something they've gone through, they were probably hesitant to tell people. They were probably scared to come forward. They were probably worried about what happened to them. And they were scared that no one would believe them. And that sucks because you shouldn't be scared to come forward with your story. You shouldn't be scared to share your like share your experiences and what has happened to you if you've been sexually assaulted, if you've been sexually harassed. And I do like I do feel disappointed but we have to remember that celebrities are not idols. Celebrities are not perfect. Just because this person is talented and they're in your favorite movie or you look up at them and you admire them and you think they're really great and awesome, just because they're all those things, it doesn't make them also blameless. It doesn't make them also perfect. It doesn't also make them flawless. They are humans and they do bad things. They do terrible things. And people deserve to be held accountable. And if you have eight different women coming forward with allegations against you, then it's less of a lie and more like like something, it's more serious, you know? And um, this may mean I cannot watch Bruce Almighty anymore. Or if I do see it on TV, I kind of feel like that twinge in my stomach. But we are not devoid of black actors. We are not devoid of talent. We are not devoid of people of color who are amazing and still doing great work, you know? Even though Morgan Freeman has done this awful thing, there are other black actors you can look up to and love and support, you know? And I do hope that these women find solace. I hope they find closure and I hope that they're met with solidarity because it is what they deserve. And I hope that they receive justice always happen to them and I hope that you know they find peace in their lives and I'm very sad that this happened to them because no woman should feel uncomfortable and no one should be made to feel comfortable because a man is more powerful than her no one should feel like her voice doesn't matter or feel like she has to be silent because she's scared of what will happen to her in the industry if she will get another job you know um yeah that's it and next, I'm going to talk about something that is kind of difficult for me to talk about, but it's only difficult because I'm kind of stupid. So I want to talk about North Korea because recently, I believe, uh, the Dorito-in-Chief canceled the U.S.-North Korea summit with Kim Jong-un. And it was supposed to take place, take place in Singapore on June 12th, but now it's not taking place. <coughs> so that sucks. Um, I'm gonna try and find an article that explains this all in like one length. That way I can like understand it. 
Alright. So, alright, I have. I have the CNN article. Wait, we're gonna try and like go to the beginning. Because a lot of news has been following ever since the cancellation of this. And also, I do wanna say that. Um, White people, I hope you're satisfied with the precedent that you've given us because now our stance in the world, in world news, is screwed up. It's screwed. It's it's messed up. So, um, the Dorito in chief sends a letter to the North Korean leader Kim Jong Un canceling their upcoming summit, saying it would be inappropriate to hold it. This freaking idiot. Okay, in the letter, um, he warned Kim Jong-un of the United States nuclear weapons so massive and powerful that I pray to God they will never be used and thanked the North Korean dictator for freeing the American prisoners a beautiful gesture. Wow! Okay, so... So, Kim Jong-un, might he free the prisoners? Okay. Also, they made a coin in like <laughs> like when the peace summit was announced they made a commemorative commemorative coin by the members of the white house military unit unit which is kind of like it's useless now you know like they use taxpayers dollars to make this coin and now there's not going to be a peace there's not going to be any peace talks which is kind of terrible you know And stupid. Also, really, a waste of time. Um, so, a threat of nuclear war from North Korea was the final straw in canceling the summit. A senior official said the threat of nuclear war was in North Korea's latest statement, calling Vice President Pesta Dummy, was the final straw of the U.S. ahead of the summit. Amazing. Um, so then, what else happened? Two days ago, uh, the Dorito chief hinted that meeting wouldn't happen. Okay, we gotta break this down. First of all, um, North Korea and South Korea, you know, they come together and they're like, just call Korea because, you know, we made up and, you know, we're friends now and everything. And then the Dorito chief somehow, in some way, gets... North Korea to talk about like peace talks, you know, de-escalating this nuclear war or whatever. And it would be great if the U.S. could have peace talks. It would be great if we could sit down, talk to North Korea, and stop the threat of nuclear war from scaring me every single day. But the fact that we have put a temperamental, overly emotional, orange-bloated baby in the seat of the presidency means that we are all screwed means that this temperamental idiot will constantly do things that are unpredictable do things that are completely idiotic and do things that will be detrimental to our standing in the like as a world leader america will be seen as a joke because there is an orange bloated baby pretending to be the president of the united states and it is hurting us 
it's horrible like there's no strategy here it's all bs it's all like random and it's not it's not benefiting anyone you know and people were so quick to be like oh give him the nobel peace prize you know we should award him for this but now that there are going to be no peace talks we don't know what's going to happen next because you put an unpredictable toddler in the seat of the presidency who is now going to hurt us in the long run like do you know what's going to happen when we get our next president they're going to have to clean up this whole mess and this is a big mess this is a huge mess and we do not know what to do like what 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 the what so, i am so frustrated and tired and this is all annoying and it sucks it just sucks you know I really hope I really hope Republicans are happy you guys got your tax cut and now we're gonna go to nuclear war because you would rather have had the man who went down the escalator calling Mexicans rapists than have an educated experienced completely capable woman be president of the united states y'all did this i did not do this y'all did this and now you're in a frenzy and all these republicans are trying to leave dc and you're all trying to retire and get out of here even though you all elected him into the seat of the presidency and now we're all screwed hope you'll have fun with your rations when we go to nuclear war because bitch i'm out i'm done i'm done that's it Sorry that took such a dark turn. I'm just, I can't deal with this bloated baby who knows nothing about anything. But, um, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Here's What I Think. Um, if you'd like to, like, know more information about the stories I talked about, I leave articles in the description and feel free to read them and you know educate yourself on them if you wish if you like this podcast please be sure to share it with your friends if you like for me to talk about something that you're interested in please be sure to email me at d-u-l-c-i-o-m at hotmail.com if you like to support me please become a patron on my patreon page you know it's as low as three dollars a month it has really cool rewards when you support me and i want to say thank you again for just listening i appreciate you guys so much so much for listening to this week's episode here's what i think my recommendation this week is to watch new girl because the series ended and i'm very sad that it's over but it's an amazing show it's super funny and really great you guys should definitely watch it also my recommendations this week is to watch a limited series on netflix called safe it's a kind of mystery thriller and it's super awesome and there's two movies that I recently watched on Netflix this week. One is called Six Balloons, the other is called Happy Anniversary, and I will be doing reviews on all of those 
this week on my YouTube channel, so stay tuned for that. If you would like to know more about what I am doing, please become a patron on my Patreon page. You know, it's only like a dollar a month. Actually, it's $3 a month now, but you get really cool rewards, and I'd really appreciate all your support. If you'd like to recommend topics for me to talk about during the podcast, please email me at dulcium at hotmail.com. Please be sure to follow me on Twitter at M-A-N-I-K-A-0098. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate all the support. You guys mean so much to me. And I really do hope you guys have a wonderful week. So please stay blessed and bye bye